thank You this morning. That is indeed who You are. You are the way maker. When things seem impossible with You, Lord, nothing is impossible. You will always make a way. You are the promise keeper. You will keep Your promises, Your covenant of love to a thousand generations. You are a miracle working God. You still work miracles today. And so Lord, we just say thank You for who You are to us. We love You today, Lord. We love You today. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, church. It's, uh, it's great for me to be able to welcome you from all over our city. Some of you are gathered in life groups and some with friends and some of you gathered with family. And there are some of you who are actually tuned in on your own. Well, this morning from me to you, I just want to say a massive welcome to you. You know, te- technology aside from its faults has actually proven to be a great blessing to us all. The fact that we can have church, although it's different, it's actually pretty awesome that we can have church today. Well, we certainly are living in a different time. It's a time of great change, a time that will impact people in a a variety of different ways. There will be people this morning really concerned for their health and really concerned for the health of others with COVID-19. And there'll be others that you're looking at the economy and you've got great concern in your heart about what is to come in the near and distant future. And there'll be some with mixed emotions. I just wanna say, isn't it great that regardless of what we are facing, regardless of what is going on, we are still able to gather under the name that is above every other name. We are able to gather under the name of Jesus and the knowledge that God is sovereign and God is in control regardless of what is happening. This morning, I want to start by just saying that we love you all deeply. We are thinking of you all. We are praying for you all. And our commitment is to continue in community best as we can. We, we don't know what community looks like over the coming months, but we are going to continue to build community as best we can. We may not be able to gather physically together, but we can be of one spirit and one mind, as the Bible says. And therefore, because we are of one spirit and one mind, we can have great unity across the body of Christ globally. And we can still have that great sense of being all together. Church, family, and community is designed to support each other in our journeys of faith and life. And we're going to continue to do just that. We're already receiving emails from people willing to do grocery deliveries willing to do anything they can do to make, uh, be a blessing to others. And I think that's an amazing part of a local church. And I want to encourage you today as you listen to me and as you participate this morning in church, that if you're out there and you're having a difficult situation, maybe you're in isolation and you do need someone to do groceries, whatever your issues that you have currently are, we encourage you to email us because we still want to be a blessing and be community. And we have people ready to go to serve you and be a great blessing to you. So please get in touch with us. Well, we've been speaking since early February on the series called Prepare, where we felt God had spoken to us about what it was to prepare, to get ready, to get things in order for what God had in store next for us as a church. To simply put, to get in order in our lives where Christ 
is the center of it all, where he is our cornerstone, our great foundation, and he is at the center of our lives. Well, as I reflect back over the last few weeks, I can recognize the utmost importance of living lives centered on Christ, that nothing else and no one else can bring us the hope that we need. No politician, no pastor, no family member. Jesus Christ is our great hope, and we need him at the center of our life. He is the certainty of our eternity. When everything in our world becomes uncertain, our God is never changing. He's never changing. Jesus Christ is truly the anchor for our souls. Again, again that's why it's, his centrality is of such vital importance to us as believers. It's Christ that is our true north. He is the way in our church, in our families, and in our personal lives. But you know, this morning's message will be a variation on this topic. You see, as much as prepare has been about getting things in order, there are things that God has been preparing us for our whole lives. There are things that God has been preparing His church for since the beginning of time, that God has readied His church for such a time as this. That is, that we would be a great light in the darkness, that we would shine with the hope of Christ through our lives. That is the church that God has prepared. That as things around us, as the Bible talks about, get darker, we are prepared for such a time as this. We are prepared, you are prepared to carry the hope of Jesus Christ to a world that so desperately needs him right now. You are ready for coronavirus. You are ready to respond to people whom perhaps are afraid and uncertain because you are truly a carrier of the greatest hope and his name is Jesus Christ. As you watch the developing stories on the news and as you watch politicians pass bills like the abortion bill, as you see things declining morally around you, you are even more perfectly positioned than ever to influence the world and infect the world and infuse the world with great hope. Church family, God has been preparing his church and continues to do so for times just like the one we're in right now. Creating his people to be a city on a hill, a light on a lampstand that gives light to the whole household. As things around you seem to get darker, the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which gives eternal hope, shines all the more. It's no accident that you are alive on the earth at this very time in history. You were born for such a time as this. Nothing, and I say it again, nothing takes God by surprise. He is sovereign. He is in control. He planned for you to be alive right now at this time in history. Young people, people of any age and any generation, if there was ever a time to be determined to be an influencer, it's now. To let your light shine before man, that they might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it 
under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We are the light that the world needs right now. You are the person that the people in your world need right now. Can I just say this? This is a time for the church to run in its lane and to spread hope and to its walk by faith and not by sight. There's a lot of speculation out there, lots of uncertainty, lots of misinformation. You know, there's even a verse that's being quoted a lot. It's a great verse. And it says this in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 in the New Living Translation, for God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And somehow there is a teaching that if the church did not gather or people stayed home, that somehow they were giving in to fear. And this scripture was somewhat being used as a reference point for that. This verse was given directly to Timothy by Paul the Apostle, given as a father would to his own son. You see, Timothy had been raised by his mother and his grandmother, and Paul believed that Timothy was by nature just a little bit timid. See, some people are more naturally timid than other people are. So Paul's encouraging Timothy to operate not out of fear or timidity, but to operate out of the power of the Holy Spirit, to function in love, and to live a self-disciplined life. In other words, even if you are slightly timid, you can overcome that by the power of the Holy Spirit that is in work within you. Now, often this verse is quoted assuming that people have already given in to fear or acted timid in situations, and therefore it can be used as a negative framework. However, the intention of this verse, I believe, is positive. It's to remind Timothy of the power he has received when he received the Holy Spirit. And we too are reminded in times of difficulty that we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us to function in love and to be self-disciplined and use wisdom that might continue to be a light for people in the darkness, that might continue to reveal Christ to a world that desperately needs Him. Now, using wisdom to isolate oneself or protect oneself is not timid or fear-based. God has given us an instinct, and our primary instinct is self-preservation. In fact, it's self-preservation that stops me from walking out in front of a bus when I see the bus coming or stepping off a cliff because I am aware that that would hurt me. We're naturally meant to know what might hurt us, both naturally and spiritually, even when it's relating to sin. It's not fear that drives our decision-making, but wisdom to know what is bad for us. But while you're in isolation, while you may be stuck at home, you're taking wise precautions because perhaps you are vulnerable. Pray. Can I encourage you? Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit with authority given to you by Christ. The church making decisions to put people's well-being first is not giving in to fear, but exercising wisdom and care for God's people. It's trusting the strength of God's church to stay strong in the midst of a season like the one we are in now. I believe and I declare and I even prophesy that we will emerge stronger and brighter than we were before. 
So please, whatever you do as a witness, we are careful to present with wisdom what we believe. To run in our lane, to be people who are determined to walk by faith and not by sight, to be people who are determined wherever we go, whoever we speak with, that we will just speak hope and life into their situation. God has prepared his church to be a beacon of light in the midst of darkness, hope bearers in a time of hopelessness. Romans 15 verse 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's again the power of the Holy Spirit that causes us to overflow with true biblical hope. That's why prayer and worship we've been talking about throughout the Prepare series and reading the Word are still great disciplines for us today. Because as we do those things, the God of all hope fills us again and again with joy and peace in the midst of everything as we trust in Him. We're not pretending to be full of joy. We're not pretending to be full of peace. We receive joy and peace and overflowing hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray even now for those who maybe are struggling, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you would be filled again with great hope, overflowing with joy and peace as you trust in the Lord in this situation. For those out there who are maybe feeling apprehensive, maybe you're feeling a little uncertain, you're listening to me this morning via this live stream. Our prayer for you is that in this time, the God of all hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust Him. Hope is the forward-looking aspect of faith. Hope knows that regardless of what may come or go, or what might happen to us here on the earth, we have the promise of eternity where all pain, all misery, all sickness, and every other disease will cease. That this life is temporary, but heaven is our promised destination. Hope knows that God is faithful in His very nature and never changing. That God is with us regardless of what we face. He always has been and He always will be. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping His covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love Him and keep His commandments. Psalm 117, the whole psalm, because it's really small. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol Him, all you peoples. For great is His love toward us and faithfulness and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. God's faithfulness will endure forever, even in the midst of COVID-19 or a drop in the economy or in the passing of horrible new legislation that we don't like, in the midst of plenty and in the midst of loss, in the midst of famine and in the midst of feast, God's faithfulness will remain. And for that, we remain always full of hope. The Christian hope is hope in God in Jesus Christ. It is the confident affirmation that God is faithful, that He will complete what He has set out and begun. It's also, therefore, that confident expectation which waits patiently for God's purposes 
to be fulfilled. There is a quote that I believe was also made into a jingle some time ago, and it goes like this. Life without Christ is a hopeless end, but life with Christ is an endless hope. What great hope we have in the gospel. Let us never be moved away from the hope that we have. With Christ, we have endless hope. That's why it is of such value to live our lives where Christ is at the center, because then hope will always be front and center of our lives wherever we go. And this is the time for the church to have Christ front and center, to live lives full of hope in Him, that the world would see Jesus through us and our actions, and we would be people who would release hope into the world. We have hope for the here and now. God has promised that He is with us. Wherever you're meeting today, if we were to go around the room or go around each person or even let an older generation loose to tell us stories of God's faithfulness, of His presence with them in the midst of situations, we would literally have thousands of stories of the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And there will never be a time, I promise you, in our lives, regardless of circumstances, where there will be no stories of God's incredible faithfulness and goodness to us. He is with us in the midst of it all. In Luke chapter 8, we sent this out on email this week briefly, but we see in the midst of a storm that came up while Jesus and his disciples were out on the water in their boat, the disciples panicked because of the storm and they were fearing for their lives. Can I just pause for a moment and say, if I'm in a boat and the storm comes up and there's a chance the boat will sink, I will also fear for my life. They were concerned that this could be the end. But hey, this is the cool part. They woke Jesus up who was asleep in the boat. I too, in the midst of storms that might overcome me, would also call out on Jesus in that situation. And Jesus awakes and Jesus speaks to the wind and the waves and he says, be still. And Jesus orders calm. That instantly gave the disciples confidence. Who is this man who speaks to the storm and speaks to the winds and sees the storm cease? When Jesus is in your boat, even when we are unsure in our human nature, and even when we are uncertain, we can have absolute hope and faith in Him that everything will be all right. Jesus then asked His disciples, well, where is your faith? I can tell you this, after that situation, their faith was firmly found in Him. It may not have been there before, it was most certainly there afterwards. See, Jesus is with us all. And now is the time to be secure in our hope and certain in whom it is that you and I trust. We keep our focus on Jesus, who is our hope and who we have anchored our lives to. So we can have the hope that Christ is with us. You can have the hope that Christ is with you each and every day. He is a covenant-keeping God. He keeps His promises. He promised to be with you. Then you can have total certainty that God is with you regardless of what you walk through. So we have a hope in the everyday. We also have hope of eternity. 1 Corinthians 15, 19 to 22 says, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of people most to be pitied. 
but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. We as believers, followers of Jesus, we live with this complete sense of eternal hope. I recognize as you are listening to this message this morning, today there are many different responses to what is happening and what we are facing. And the stories will be wide and varied. And the impacts will be different for every person across our nation and the nations of the world. But here's a cool thought. Right across our planet today, churches are beaming through the internet services. I believe that across our planet, we are going to have more reach into people's lives than possibly we've ever had before. That's an exciting thought. It's exciting to me to think that the gospel is being declared all across our planet into people's homes. People have access more than ever to hear the gospel preached and to worship God. But I'm not sure what your response in your heart is today. I'm not sure how you feel or what it is that you are facing in your life. But you can be assured of hope in Christ. And we are prepared, each of us prepared by God to spread hope and let our light shine in times of great darkness. You are prepared for what it is that you are facing. As the worship team comes back this morning, I want to read another passage from John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5, and then we're going to pray together. And then at the end of that prayer, we're going to worship God again. And I just encourage you, though you might be in living rooms, you might be in a bedroom, you could be anywhere right now listening to this, just continue over the coming months, if this is going to go on for some time, to really just keep pressing in and pressing in and worshiping God in this time. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Let's pray together. Father God, we truly are so grateful for Jesus. We thank you that you have given us great hope for today and total certainty for tomorrow through your Son, Jesus Christ. We again continue to anchor our hope only to Christ and not attach it to anything or anyone else. Thank you that you promise to be with us throughout our lives in every situation. And I pray that you would fill us with all joy and peace as we trust in you that we might overflow with everlasting hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your faithfulness throughout every generation. Thank you that we have been prepared as the church for such a time as this to let our light shine in the darkness. And as I finish, I ask that the Lord bless you and He keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen.